do something this morning. I want you to take your Bible, and I want you to open up to a passage of Scripture that reminds you of a character quality that you love about your God. I want you to think about maybe it might be a passage of Scripture or His faithfulness or His mercy or grace. And what we're going to do this morning as we gather around this communion table, I'm going to give you an opportunity maybe just to say you have a verse, you can just put your hand in the air. Tell us what the verse is, and then we'll work with Nancy to try to put it on the screen. But we want to pause this morning and say that our Heavenly Father is worthy to be worshipped. An opportunity for us just to pause in reverence and say, okay, Lord, thank you for. But I don't want you to say thank you for the weather or thank you for uh, the sunshine. I want you to say thank you for and then read a passage of Scripture that describes your Heavenly Father or or a passage of Scripture of, of a character quality that you love about your Heavenly Father as we gather around the communion table this morning as we get an opportunity to celebrate. So me just starting out was, you know, Psalm chapter 8. Oh, Lord, our oh Lord, how majestic is your name. And just thinking about creation, Lord, thank you for creation. Somebody else give me a passage of Scripture that you would like to read just to pause this morning and say that your Father is worthy to be sought. So tell me what it is. Okay, 2 Corinthians 1, 3, and 4. Just give us a second, and then we'll put it on the screen. Okay, then you can read it out of your Bible. You don't have to read it off the screen, but just so we get a chance to see it as well. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, that you're God of comfort. Okay, Psalm 91, verse 2. Give her one sec. Okay, there we go. Okay. Somebody else. Yeah. Psalm 34, 18. Okay. Hallelujah. Okay, somebody else. Yeah. Habakkuk 3.19. Hold on, just give her a second. That way we can, okay, there you go. Okay, somebody else. Psalm 63, 6 through 8. Just give her one second. Let me put it on the screen. 63, 6 through 8. And you can read it out of your Bible. Just We just want to be able to, so we can see it as well. Okay, there you go. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Somebody else. Okay, so Psalm 46, verse 1. Just give her one second. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Romans, is it chapter 8? Okay, Romans 8, 38 and 39, Nancy. Just give her one second and you can read it out of your Bible. Okay, there you go. Go ahead. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor things present, nor things to come, 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 nor
John 14, 16, and 17. Okay. Okay, somebody else. Psalm 103, 2-5. Did you hear that verse? God about his benefits in the midst of all of our busyness. When was the last time we said, Lord, thank you for forgiving my sins? Father, thank you for rescuing me from the pit of hell. Okay, somebody else. Psalm 90, verse 1. Okay. Second Thessalonians three sixteen. The interesting we are entering in probably one of the busiest times of the year, and we have the least peace of the year. Because we have to get just the right gift, we have to go just the right place, we have to do just the right thing. And so this morning, as you are gathered. And we're going to celebrate, and we're going to get to this, okay? But I don't want this just to be a routine. I want us to pause this morning and say, okay, Lord, thank you for peace. Thank you for no matter what goes on around me that I can have peace in whatever circumstance because of this. Without this, there is no peace. Okay, somebody else. Okay. Psalm 117, verse 2. Okay. For great is his steadfast love towards us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. Okay, Luke, before you read, I, look, I want you to look at those words. For great is his love towards us. For great is his love towards you. In the midst of this season of life, I want to encourage all of you, and you can do this on your computer. You don't have to have the DVD. I want to encourage all of you to go sometime before now and when Christmas takes place and watch The Passion of Christ again. Remind yourself what it must have been like for the creator of all to allow himself, and I tried to show this to the students on Wednesday, but my computer was, didn't work with the TV. 
that allowed himself to be chained or shackled or tied his hands together. And as he stood there with just the beating, and he said, no, I want to demonstrate something towards you. I want you to know that you're loved. So every piece of flesh that was ripped out of your, his body was for you. He just didn't say, oh, by the way, I love you. Here's a note. Send you a note or a text message or paint it in the sky. He demonstrated it for you. So as the, as the whip came, he allowed it. He could have stopped it anywhere. He allowed it. As it wrapped around his body and the soldier pulled back, he allowed the flesh to go. Now here's where it gets really interesting for me. As they threw the cross on the ground, and I'm sure they just didn't graciously allow him to crawl upon the cross, as they threw his body on top of the cross, he stretched out his arm. There wasn't enough soldiers there to move it. He said, yeah, go ahead. I want you to know that you're loved. Nail it. As they stood there and mocked him, as he chose to take his last breath, he wanted you to know that you're loved. Okay, Luke, what were you going to read? You have your verse? Psalm 1911. Okay. Who else? All the way in the back. Verse 4 and 5. John 1, 4 and 5. Just give her one second. Okay, go ahead. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Okay. First John four, nine and ten. Okay. grasp those words? Have we really thought about those words? That this is love. Not that we love God. But He loved us and sent His Son. In the midst of the lights, in the midst of the presence, in the midst of family, in the midst of stress, isn't it more stressful when all the family gets together? It's like, phew, and all the extra food and all the places that you have to go. Don't miss this this Christmas. Don't get caught up in the busyness. Pause and remind yourself, this was love. It's demonstrated for us. Okay, somebody else. Okay, Philippians 4, verse 13. Give her one second, she'll put it on the screen. 13. All right, there you go. Mm -hmm. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. That's what's represented here, strength. Okay, somebody else. Okay, John 14, 27. Okay. Your 
All right, we have a young person right here. What, where are you at? Okay, Romans chapter 5. How do you know that was my favorite? one of my favorite verses? Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Would you read it to us real loud? Amen. Okay? So as we're here this morning, before we sing this hymn, I want you to think about something with me. The best gift was given 2,000 years ago. What was the purpose of the gift? Why did he do what he did? Why did Jesus make the decision say, you know what? God's asked me to do a task that I really don't want to do, and it's not going to be easy, and it's going to cost me my life. Why did he do it? Because of that verse. Because God wanted to demonstrate his love towards us, and that why we were yet sinners. Christ died. That's why he did it. So this morning as you're sitting here, the purpose was very clear. Yes, we can come to this table and it's routine and we can drink the drink and we can do the bread thing and go on. And, and, but there's, there's an opportunity for you to pause this morning and remind yourself of your condition. There's, it's true of all of us. All of us sitting in this room have a, have a sin issue. There's not one of us that obeyed our parents every single time. There's not one of us that says, don't do that. And we said, no problem. I really like obeying the rules. I'll do it your way. There was not one of us when we were three, four, five, or maybe 35 or 45, when your parents said, no, you can't do that, then you just say, oh, well, I'm going to do it anyway. Okay? So in all of us, there's sitting something here called sin. It's our problem. It's man's condition. But what's fascinating in, in the midst of our condition, God said, all right, I don't care who you are. I don't care where you're going to live. I'm going to step into your world and make a provision for you. And there's a temptation as we rush through the season to not to, to forget about the provision. Oh, it, it's neat to, to do the Christmas tree, and it's wonderful to do the gifts. But have you paused to remind yourself that he was born in a cave? Have we paused to remind ourselves that he, he took the most lowly form said you know what I'll be born in in that cave with the animals and the poop and the feed troughs and I'll allow myself to be wrapped in whatever type of cloth Mary had and it wasn't some fancy little you know bassinet or whatever you want to call it it was a it was a feed trough where the cows were just finished eating their hay we'll put them there That's all we got. There wasn't a wagon behind the donkey saying, yeah, let's take all the good stuff. Let's make sure that we know he's the best. No. He was born in a cave and he was wrapped in slothing claws and he was lying in a manger, in a feed trough. To start an opportunity to provide for you, to make provision. God made a way for us. What's interesting is, Every individual sitting in this auditorium in your seat, you have to make a personal choice. What will you do with Jesus? 
Has there been a time in your life that you said, you know what? I've got sin issues. I've got problems. I've got issues. I've got hurts or hiccups or hang-ups or however you want to put it, okay? My question to you this morning is, before we take communion, what have you done with Jesus? Has there been a time in your life that you say, you know what? I confess. I believe. I want to be part of your team. Or as one person put it this morning, I want to get in the boat with you, Jesus. You know what's tempting then is once we get in the boat, we want to get out of the boat. Well, that looks good over there, so maybe I'll get involved in that. Well, I'll look, that looks good over there. I'm going to get involved in that. I think it was, so Pastor Andy was saying that one of our responsibilities as staff and leadership is once somebody gets in the boat that we encourage them to stay in the boat. Don't choose the things of this world. Because there's going to be a temptation. Well, I'll just go over there for a little while. What's your response to the cross? You. All you expect me to stand up here and say what you want me to say. You expect these words from me, and you should. You expect me to open up the word of God and say, okay, here it is. Here's communion. Here's an opportunity for you and I, and and I will celebrate this. I will celebrate that Jesus was willing to allow his body to be broken for me. He made a choice. A sacrificial decision, and not just one decision. When they ripped out his beard, it was a decision. When they laughed at him, it was a decision. When they spit in his face, it was a decision. When he was standing underneath the cross and they were laughing at him, it was a decision. And I don't know how many decisions that he made in his lifetime. But ultimately, he was saying, it doesn't matter what anybody else said, I'm dying. I choose to give up my life for you. His body. And then this morning, we will celebrate his blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. You can take that all the way back to the garden. All the way back to Adam and Eve. An animal died because of their choice. And then all through the Old Testament, until now, at one point in history, 2,000 years ago, there was a baby born, and the whole world's going to talk about it this month. Oh, there's going to be lots of different people celebrating a lot of different things, but not me. Oh, yeah, I'm going to eat way too much food. I'm going to spend too much money. I'm going to go to a lot of different places, but I'll tell you one thing. I will not miss this. I will not miss the opportunity to pause and say to my Heavenly Father, thank you. Because it's not about a gift to me. It's not about all that where we're going to go. It's about pausing and say, okay, wait a minute. You gave up your son, Jesus. You stretched out your arm for me. You shed your blood for me. So this morning and before we take communion, I, I want to read you some verses. And these are probably not the verses that you normally hear right before you take communion. But as I read Paul's letter to this church at Corinth, there were immature believers there. And they just came to a service and say, you know what, it's not a big deal. Well, Paul wrote some words back to them. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 27, he writes these words. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. A man ought to examine himself before he eats the bread and drinks the cup. What am I examining? 
What do I need to be aware of? Well, for lack of a better illustration, words, if I'm in the boat with Jesus, am I obeying him today? If not, you need to examine that. You need to say, okay, Lord, I'm wrong. And I realize that we live in a society that we don't like to say that we're wrong because we're all grew up in this participation era where, well, yeah, at least you participated. I didn't grow up in that era. My dad said to either won or lost. This is the way it's going to be or not going to be. Not everybody's supposed to be happy. Oh, yeah, just be part of the team. It's all really, it all works out nice in life. No, it doesn't. That's not reality. So are you in the boat? Have you said yes to Jesus? All right, if you're in the boat, are you going to follow him? Are you going to surrender my wants, my desires, my thoughts, my process? And say, okay, Lord, the last time I checked, Scripture is very clear. I'm not my own. I've been bought with a price. My life does not belong to me. Does yours belong to you? Now look what happens if these individuals decide to play games. Drop down to verse 30. This is why many among you are weak and sick, and a number of you have fallen asleep. But if we judge ourselves, we would not come under judgment. When we are judged by the Lord, we are we are being disciplined so that we will not be condemned with the word. I'm, I'm not here to make you feel bad. I'm not here to point any finger, okay? I'm just saying to you, if you're playing games with Jesus today, just let the cup go by, let the, the bread go by. I tell you this every time we do communion, we do not have special cameras sitting in our building saying who did and who didn't take communion. If you didn't, we'll meet you out back, and then we want to know why. Okay, that's not what we're here for. Okay, my responsibility is to give you an opportunity to say, all right, do you know Jesus? Yes or no? If you know Jesus, please, this is for you. This is the most wonderful time of the year to pause and remind yourself that he gave the best gift ever. Also, it's an opportunity for me to remind you if you're living in rebellion to what, he, what you know is right according to the word of God, let it go. Just let it pass by. So this morning before the guys come, and, and maybe this would just be an opportunity for you just to quietly examine your own heart, I want you to just open up your, your hymn book to go to number 230. And we're going to sing the first and the last verse of this. And it's an opportunity for you to say, you know what, Lord, if there's something in my life now that I need to get right or ask for forgiveness or deal with, do it now before we take communion. It's your opportunity to examine yourself because this tray is going to go by you. And what you do with the tray is really important. It's not a game. But if this tray goes by you and these are the words of your heart, then maybe you could just say, okay, I want to take this. And if it's not, if there's something going on in your soul, just let it go by. Would you stand with me? We're going to sing the old rugged cross and then the men... We'll come down after this. On a hill far away stood an old rugged 
emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to the old Last verse. seated. Pastor Adam, would you come help me for a second? Guys, would you come forward?
I received from the Lord, what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Jesus, we pause this morning in remembrance of your broken body for us. We pause this morning and say thank you for being willing to substitute your body for us. So we choose this morning just to celebrate that and say thank you to you. Thank you for thinking of me. Thank you for thinking of us. So Father, as your son gave up his body for me, pray, Holy Spirit, you'd help me to give up my body for others. It wouldn't be about me. So thank you, Father, for allowing us to celebrate communion today. We do remember your son's body that was given for us together as a family today. In your name we pray. Amen.
you don't mind muting, unmuting B for us. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. That's Pastor Adam to pray. Father, we thank you for this morning, for the blood that you shed on the cross. We know that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. That if it was just for me, you would have made that sacrifice. But it's effective for all who would place their trust in you. So, Father, again, we thank you for the gift that you've given in the blood of your son, Jesus. And we thank you again for who you are, what you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name. Would you stand with us and we're going to close with what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels out before Him, they never adore Him. What a mighty God we serve. All right, that's your God you're that excited. That was pretty bad. I'm way more excited than that, but I can't sing loud because it'll be bad on this thing. So we need to do this again, and I think we need to sing it like you mean it the second time, all right? Let's try this again, Rodney. What a mighty God we serve that What a mighty God we serve. Angels out before Him, and men at the door. What a mighty God we serve. There you go. Good job. Yes. You're the if you'd like to meet Nicole. She'll be in the foyer. God bless. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for being here.